0: Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Hello, and a very well welcome to Five in the Eye. It's episode 0297, our cover radio's weekly news review show. And this is me, Michael O'Hituru.
1: And joining Michael by Zoom this week, this is Phil Woodford, revealing that our top story is the fallout from the tragic death of Sarah Everard and the implications for society in a week where we move closer to draconian new policing powers is our right to protest being threatened. Five in the Eye. Second story is the AstraZeneca vaccine and the hollow balloon
0: it seems to be causing in Europe. Should we take claims over health risks seriously? Or is the EU just playing political games, exactly
1: political games with people's minds? Dreadful story. And for story number three, we turn our attention to the £2.6 million briefing room Downing Street. Boom backdrop and a rostrum. Good value for money? what's story number four? Well, a Ukrainian couple were having some trouble with the relationship. So they decided
0: the best way was to stay together through being handcuffed
1: together. So they handcuffed themselves together for three months. Finally, this week we discover why some people in Taiwan have been changing their names to salmon.
0: I know this I don't even say now,
1: Phil. I've seen this.
0: Oh, there. <laughs> that sounds a bit fishy indeed, Phil. This is just not up to your usual standard there, Phil. But that's this week's. Five in the eye. Five in the eye. What well, the lead story of this week is has to be about Sarah Everard and the response. The, first, the police response, and then the response of women to what happened to that. To, to, to Sarah, what happened to her, and why it happened. Because it's not a news story. And I've, 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 I've asked um, my partner Andrew to talk about this, because
1: I think it's important we get we get a women's view on this. So I'm going to go here to talk to Phil about this story. Thank you, Abu, for coming onto the show and for talking to, us about, talking to us about this very tragic set of circumstances surrounding Sarah Everard. Um, I think one of the things that really struck me um, after her, uh, her death was the outpouring from women about the experiences they'd had in society as a whole. And, you know, they, they ranged from... Um, you know the the minor harassment perhaps that you might say is at one end of a scale but happens almost every day right through to some truly terrifying horrifying stories that people were telling on social media and it seems to be one big continuum uh, in which women feel intimidated scared to go outside don't feel the streets are their own how did how did you react when you heard the news and was it, Were women's comments kind of ringing true to you?
2: I think what you're saying, Phil, is correct in that there was an outpouring of um, sharing um, woman to woman. Um, and we, although we've all experienced um, abuse, harassment and violence from men in one shape or another, we were still shocked by each other's stories. Um, and One wants to ask the question um, about Sarah Everard. Um, She was just literally walking home. So um, how many women are actually just literally walking home or just literally going about their everyday business and are confronted or harassed or abused by men? And how many black women have been killed at the hands of the police Um, The the publication by the Money Trust in 2015 called Justice, Resistance and Solidarity, Race and Policing in England and Wales. And they reported that out of 151 uh, deaths in police custody between 2002 and 2012, 11 were black and minority ethnic women and no police officers were successfully prosecuted. So whilst this is a very chilling story, I wanted to point that out um, of a white woman on our streets. It's chilling, it's true. However, the killing of uh, Sarah Everard um, as a white woman is chilling to all women, not least because um, she was allegedly abducted and killed by a servicing police officer. That thought alone is chilling to, to, to everyone
1: and then um, and then there was this the, the, the reaction of a lot of women was to to say right we want to reclaim the streets we want to uh, show that we are not going to be intimidated and um, and and they were they wanted to hold vigils um in in memory of sarah and obviously one of the biggest was going to be at patrick common the metropolitan police um initially told them they could do it then they said they couldn't and uh, because of the coronavirus regulations, um, and it went to well, the high court, the high, high court wouldn't intervene. The the, the, uh, the so so that there was this this going backwards and forwards over it, and eventually, however, there,
2: there was an agreement nonetheless. Um, that uh, w- w- the, the 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 um, commissioner uh, f- was asked for a clear answer about how best to go forward under the current legislation, and uh, she refused to provide an answer. And the court's Uh, judgment by Justice Holgate on Friday emphasised that protest is legal under the COVID regulations and that the balancing of this right with the pandemic situation is down to a negotiation between the police and organisers. But it's yeah. clear that they refused to do that. So, yeah, I mean, they why- tried, the
1: organisers tried to, after that High Court decision, they tried to go back into discussions with the police, didn't they? But mm. they didn't didn't prove fruitful. Mm. And, and and the organisers said, OK, we're not going to go ahead. We're going to do a candlelight, uh, uh, you know, a candlelight <coughs> um, symbolic um a symbolic protest um, and, and commemoration mm-hmm. but a lot of women did gather uh, anyway and this is where we saw this confrontation with the police mm-hmm. and we had those extraordinary and quite troubling pictures of young women being manhandled to the ground at a time when they were protesting about male violence what was your reaction to that Abu?
2: Well, I, 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 was, I was actually quite shocked, um, but it, it, I say quite shocked, but not surprised um, by the um, response of the police. I, there's a question I'd like to ask, and that is, what is the psychology of protest in lockdown and the psychology of, 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 of people, specifically women, being locked down for nearly a year, possibly enduring misogyny, mis, misogynoir, um, in their home, in in um, and and the psychology of police officers um, and crowd control in lockdown, um, I, I, and I I don't think there we we have any answers or any statistics on it. But I would suggest that th- that 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 how the women were behaving and how the police were behaving has a knock on effect, um, and I I would also suggest that women um, are and the misogyny of the police force in my own um, experience of it anyway is such that women are manhandled and treated differently um, from men because men are stronger they can lash back and women generally as we saw on 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 the television become passive under those circumstances I mean, there was there was a lot of commentary then.
1: Um, I mean, Ed Davey, the Liberal Democrat leader, called for Cressida Dick uh, to resign, and yes. I mean, I have to say that you know I was in the camp that thought. Um, her position was pretty much untenable after those scenes. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was quite surprised, though, Ebu. There was a YouGov poll this week mm-hmm. that showed by a large majority the public supported of the Dick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- there, was, there was also a small majority against the vigil hadn't taken place at all. And even amongst women, there was only a very small majority in favour of the vigil. Mm-hmm. Are, are you surprised that, that public opinion isn't more... Um, in favour of, of, of the women's cause here,
2: I think lockdown has has us all divided. Um, but but I think the, the the thing that we can more or less guarantee is that the vast majority agree with lockdown and and agree that we need to be vigilant about how we um, how we interact outside of our homes during lockdown, and therefore. I would not have agreed to go and I wouldn't want any of my uh, women, family or friends to go either um, for, for all the reasons that we're talking about. So I am a bit surprised um, that there isn't more on that. However, having said that, um, once it's gone ahead, I don't see that I don't think the police had the right approach. Mm,
1: absolutely, and just the wider issue, <clears throat> because I mean there are so many issues that flow out of this. But obviously, there is this sense that men need to address this issue, because it's men that are at the root of the problem here. Um, it's not a women's issue; it's a man's issue. And there are men who have been speaking up and and and, and talking about this. But um, you know, how is it that we change the culture? that leads women to be so frightened of going out and to fear for the way that they're going to be treated what are the steps that we need to take as a society because we see this i mean to be honest uh repeat you know this is a story that would be
2: recognized by women mm-hmm. all over the world Absolutely. i think it's fair to say yeah. isn't it Evan? most most definitely and i've got some sats here but Uh, To to actually answer your your question, what do we need to do about it? I would suggest for all men listening, there is one very simple thing that men can do um, for the safety, security and well-being of all women. And that is to keep your distance when walking behind a woman. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to overtake a woman, do it briskly. Do it knowingly um, instead of all this to and fro And When a Mm -hmm. woman hears footsteps behind her, The first reaction is fear. So that is a very simple thing, I think, that that men can do. With regards to how can we change society? A huge, a huge thing. And um, obviously, education isn't everything. Um, uh, uh, Training our boys as mothers isn't everything, because ultimately we have we have the, the internet, we have advertising, we have there has to be legislation
1: you know that women want for instance misogyny to be recognized as um, a a kind of hate crime in its own right for instance and and, and that would send that would send a a more powerful signal perhaps to men that that they're going to be taken seriously I, I just wanted to finish by talking very briefly about the criminal justice system though because we know don't we that um very very few cases ever make it to court and a frighteningly no number for instance of rape cases lead to convictions um I've actually served on a, a jury in a rape case myself and you're you're very restricted in what you're allowed to say about any uh, about any case you've sat on but if I were to generalize I would say I found the experience depressing and shocking and mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, you know, that, to me, unless there's confidence in that criminal justice system, both in the police, but also in the Crown Prosecution Service, mm-hmm. the courts, the juries, and so on, uh, are women ever going to feel truly confident?
2: Uh, we do need that holistic approach, um, quite quite obviously. And the, the government priority um, needs to be looked into right now by ministers. Absolutely. And, uh, to, um, and and the, the best way to properly respond i i think is um for, for 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 women to be available within that discussion it's pointless men sitting down and having that discussion without women from across across the board being able to be part of that discussion women and girls the government needs to implement a comprehensive Public, public health approach to tackling online abuse, including providing clear recommendations to employers on how to ensure that employees are safe online. Um, and the Department of Education needs to support schools so that there is no further delay to the compulsory rollout of the RSE. Um, so a, a national strategy on, 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 on from all areas needs to to happen but for that to happen money needs to be made available time needs to be made available and so far um, we're not being shown any time and money on the table and that's what we need
1: well Ebi thank you very much indeed for uh, spending time talking about this with us we're very conscious of the need to have a women's perspective on this issue on five in the eye so we're really grateful to you and uh, I'm sure it's an issue we'll return to in due course, but for now we're going to move on to story number two. Five in the eye. Story number two. It's about the vaccine and vaccination,
0: and the fact that Europe. And this is what you have to. What do you mean by Europe? These are countries or the European Union. The countries have banned, or not not banned. But there's a temporary halt, but on the use of AstraZeneca's vaccine because there's been literally one or two uh, thrombosis cases and sadly instances, some people have died. And my problem here is this is where the confusion, the confusion goes between correlation and causation. The, The countries think there's a correlation between the vaccine and these deaths through thrombosis where the World Health Authority where the European Community's own it. health authority says there's no proven causation. There's no proven <laughs> no, sorry, no proven causation. They did not cause it, but and here's the problem. Here's the problem. They're looking for a correlation, and it's so weak, Phil. It's so weak. We've given seventy plus million vaccinations here. And three people have sadly died. And when we look at those figures in relationship to the, you know, seven in, in the in the real world, there's every 1,000, one person's going to die of thrombosis. One, one That's point oh oh one percent The figures are small in the nation anyway. But when you lay on the number of people who had a vaccine, it's just, it's minuscule. So, Phil, my frustration is, there's this lack of understanding between the correlation and the causation. You know, you, you so I'm clear, you have to agree with me. I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot now,
1: but go on. Yeah, no, I mean no, no, I I, I do agree with you. Um, the, the two the two things are different. Just because um, people have had Incidents, uh, very tragic incidents, having had the vaccine. It doesn't mean one thing is connected to the other. And that's exactly what the the medical authorities and the medicines agency in in Europe has been looking at and so on. And generally, the consensus, as you rightly say, from uh, the EMA in Europe and the WHO and so on, is that the vaccine is safe. Let's say there was a possibility that in a very, very small number of cases, people had a severe adverse reaction to the vaccine. Even then, it still doesn't mean the vaccine uh, should be withdrawn because the dangers of not taking the vaccine and not distributing the vaccine are going to be larger. And what we're not not very good at, at human beings, is weighing up relative risk. I might look at a vaccine and think there's a tiny, tiny chance that I could have some uh, nasty event having taken the vaccine. But I'm thinking to myself, there's a bigger chance if I got COVID that I'm going Mm. to be in a bad way with COVID. I'm going to take the vaccine. And that's how people mm. should think about it. No, no,
0: I missed you, Phil. And for me, there's two issues here. One, there's a clearly political agenda at play here because the EU have messed up their ordering and delivering the vaccine, the, the vaccination programme. And this is, this is you know, you've got we've, we've done it before 5 in the eye. We've got to hand it to, to Boris. He's sorted, you know, I'm vaccinated. you And you're very close, Phil. You're very close to being vaccinated. Yeah. If I, am, not the I, retro- think,
1: I, I think by next week's show, Michael, I might have had that jab and I'll be able to share that with the, with the listeners. Just think, Phil, that means I can
0: give you a hug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, steady on, steady on.
0: <laughs> but this, so there's, uh, for me, I you, you cannot get away from the political element, but it, but there's a deeper thing here. People are dying now. People are dying because they're not getting that vaccination opportunity. And it's just, it's just despicable. And then when you lay on the fact that what this does... This undermines people's confidence, not just in AstraZeneca's um, vaccine, but all vaccines. They can ask, has this been fully proven? And it's that that old horrible, you can never prove a negative. Mm. You can never prove a negative. As as far
1: as I'm concerned, there is an onus on responsible governments to build confidence in the vaccines, okay? we The only way out of this COVID-19 crisis is vaccination. There is no other way that this... Uh, crisis is going to come to an end and we want the vaccines actually to be spread beyond the uk and beyond europe and into developing countries and all over the world
0: nobody's safe till we're all safe nobody's yes. <laughs> so we all need to be back that's the planet I, I, completely,
1: I, I completely agree you know it, the, the, we've got to we've got to get vaccines out far and wide i um, mean it's extraordinary that in um in Countries where you would expect the thing to be moving forward quickly, it really hasn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, and then for the government, on top of that, to be casting doubt on a vaccine that they complain they don't have enough supplies of. I mean, what what you know, what's going on there? The European Union seems to be in an incredible mess with this, don't they? And, and, look, and as I said, they're playing into the hands of the vaccine deniers. They're saying, look, you know, they've, they've not
0: proven that this thing is safe. And it saddens me. You see, oh, this sounds really bad. responsible company countries like Norway, Sweden, Iceland. These you know, these people obviously thought it through and said, Mm-mm, "There's a problem." And you know, life is a problem. You know, but, and, and this v- pandemic is a huge problem, and this is helping us solve it. And so, it makes it makes sense that. You know, it's it's a bit like you know that that patient's on the deathbed and said, "Look, we've got this this cure, but it may not. You know, we're not fully sure. It's 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 new, and it's your, it's your option. You can you can not not take it, and you probably die, or you can take it, or you can live. And what we're talking about people with film here is about people's lives, people's lives. And as I say, it's not just for AstraZeneca. I'm concerned. It's for all the vaccine, all vaccines." because none of them are perfect they've all got they cannot guarantee if I have this vaccine vaccination today
1: will I not die tomorrow no, one I mean, uh, you that guarantee. Uh, uh, and you know, we're, we're going to have to get used to the fact, also, that people can't be picking and choosing their vaccine. I mean, the, it, it, what, what the ultimate kind of decadent privilege of, of 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 our society and European society, Michael, saying, "Well, you know what? I don't want the AstraZeneca. I'll wait for the Pfizer." We've got Moderna coming on stream now uh, in the UK in the next uh, in the coming in the coming months. You know, um, in what other point in history have people thought that they might be able to choose between one vaccine there, you know, there was well, there was one vaccine usually that was being, being distributed and you took it or else you were in danger of getting very ill it's almost like we lost the plot with this no, for, for, i think on the money there and when you think about it i'm, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot here phil would you take the chinese vaccine or the russian vaccine I think if, you know, if there were, uh, if it really were the only thing on offer, yes, because I'd be more scared of COVID than I am of the vaccine. (laughs) Having having said that, having said that, I I mean, I, I think there are more legitimate concerns over the way that, those closed societies that publish data about their vaccines, and I feel much more confident about vaccines that have been produced in, say, the European Union or North America in terms of transparency over data and so on.
0: Okay, I mean, as far as China is concerned, I was again, I'm fine, I've discussed this. They shared the data about the, this vaccine from the from the world go. They've been open and transparent about sharing information on the world stage, and this is part of their soft power. You know, you have to hand it to them, they've got it right. Whether you got it right enough for us to think I'll have the Chinese vaccine in a pro- in in, uh, in preference to AstraZeneca's vaccine because of thrombosis. You know, these are things you have to you know, oh to have the choice. <laughs> oh to have the choice. You
1: know, this is this is you know, in some ways it's it's a no brainer. These are desperate times. Yeah. And I mean, we, we've got the um, final point on this. We've got the news that there is a little bit of a stumbling block with the vaccine supplies now in the UK. So it looks like people over 50 are uh, on track to have their vaccines in the way we expected. But that next group uh, may be having to wait a bit longer. Do you think this is going to affect in any way the the plan, the roadmap for coming out of lockdown?
0: What I've heard is that why why have they respond to this? That they talked about the fact that it it's not affecting the timetable. The timetable is not affected because there's always been a bit of slack in the timetable, you know. So maybe the, the, so it, it it's it's going to happen. And I have to be uh, you're going to accuse me. Uh, you're dreaming here, Michael. But I'm trying. I'm, I'm going along with them. The government have said we're going to meet these deadlines. So, and they've met the other deadlines as far as vaccination is concerned. And I would believe they've only put those those um, those um dates in with a lot of slack, with things that could go wrong, issues and other things. So, no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going to say, you're going to get your vaccine. You're
1: going to get your vaccination on time. And I can give you that hug.
2: Live in the eye.
1: Story number three, story number three this week, we're going to talk about the, uh, the briefing room in Downing Street. Now, this is um there was an extraordinary expenditure of 2.6 million pounds on this um this room where Allegra Stratton who's the uh, former journalist who's taken over as Boris's press spokeswoman. She she's going to address uh journalists quite, a little bit like the White House, um, the, the White House presentations that we've been used to seeing over the over the years. Um and there were some eyebrows raised, weren't there, over the price tag here? Because when we see the room, Michael, it's a sort of dark blue backdrop, and there's a there's a bit of, I don't know, a bit of wood, and there's a there's there's um the a flag <laughs> or two and a few chairs. That's and, and sounds- the English oak of the finest English oak in gold
0: or whatever. And it looks fabulous. It looks fun. And you're right, Phil, they've learned from America. Because America does it well, these, these set pieces to TV. Because right now, when we have those scenes of this, this outside number 10, this thing, To this, see this, they've got this new, um, this wooden setup for these, uh, these current uh, coronavirus briefings. But in the past, they've had this, this podium they put outside number 10. This is—I have to say, Phil. This is a good thing. I'm sorry. This is a good thing because this is theatre. This is drama. You know, I'm speaking to the nation tonight. You know that—that kind of. This is important messages. I mean, it certainly set the stage. But I I share your concern, Phil, about that blue backdrop (laughs) because it just—even now, there's a command. You can just there's a command on PowerPoint says remove background.
1: (laughs) You can just gone. I mean. You know, we, associate, we, 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 we associate Blue, obviously, with the Conservative Party. And yet this is, um, you know, this is not a party political broadcast. This is supposed to be our... No, it's, 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 it's the Prime um, Minister speaking to the representing planet. Representing all the people.
0: Yeah.
1: No, so yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward I mean, to, I, to the memes in the background.
0: There some great ones. You can have really fun. Blue, blue. But, but let's get it real.
1: 2.6 million, ah, it's a lot of money, but it's an important place. Yeah, yeah, but it's an you important know, you, uh, I'm going to throw back a word that you sometimes use on five in the eye, Michael. The optics, yeah. How does this look when the nurses are being told they can only have one percent Okay. okay. rise? Doesn't doesn't look good, does it?
0: But, but at the risk of being non-controversial, I accept that
1: because
0: when you remember there's one percent pay rise for the nurses and there's two point six million. You have to say, did they have to do it? Because I thought the current setup worked quite well, because in some ways it reflected the emergency that we that we were in. This is a, a kind of a put together stage. It's it's a professional looking stage with the with all that ma- mahogany and oak and those podiums and the screen. It's entirely appropriate. This is a little bit. It's just. I think it's just a tad indulgent. Um, I I, of, I
1: reckon. I reckon it's it's kind of a bit of MDF and they painted it with some <laughs> run seal or something like that, yeah, Michael. MDF. You, you, you've been you've been you've been fooled. You've been taken in by no, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because you look at the video
0: they released. There's a Henry vacuum cleaner. I'm looking, looking at it now. Is a Henry vacuum cleaner lost by the door? And it just looks. Uh-oh. It's not not right. So look, so look. So I I think yes. The nation needs a briefing room, which is which is up to who we are now, so we can speak to the nation as we go forward and do these deals across the world. And we have, we have other people on the stage with us with a suitable backdrop. But I have to say, doing it now, doing it now, this is not the time. In fact, you gain gaining points, the more the more kind of rustic and, and, and made, made up, this 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 is, this is difficult times we want to conserve our money but we want to communicate that the, the platform that they have now the current platform seems the way to go this just seems a bit indulgent in these uh these current pandemic times to my eye
2: live in the eye Story
0: number 4 it's about a Ukrainian couple who've chained themselves together for 3 months to test to test themselves to see how strong their love is. Apparently, they had problems with one another and they were always breaking up. So this is the final test. And they're roped, roped they're chained together. And the, immediately when I saw this story, I thought, really? 100% of the time? Well, apparently, they tell us they we be locked together for three months and I've already had to grapple with going to the toilet, showering and changing clothes. They've had some special clothes made. You know, so Phil.
1: Okay. Do you, first, do you believe them? <laughs> and secondly, would you do it? Well, I mean, you know, Mrs. W probably say she's been chained to me for the past twenty-five years, but uh, <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I can I help her. I,
1: Tell I, her. I can <laughs> help if you want. I can help. I have the key. Um, okay. the, the 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 thing here is i mean it does have it does sort of kind of um have a feel of publicity stunt about it, it doesn't it? thank you thank you, know, you we we are not with this ukrainian couple all the time if we were uh the situation would be even weirder than it is but you know we, that we see them when they go out and about and they pose for photographs you know having meals together and all of this kind of thing but when they're in the comfort of their own apartment, how do we know there isn't a key that quickly unlocks them? Um, and um, we, we've got no real way of verifying the fact that they're truly no, handcuffed no. together.
0: No, Phil, can I be very brutal and coarse? There are some things that only you can do.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> only some things you can do. I see. So you're you're thinking for for certain activities in the in the property, they might they might kind of release themselves from each other. It's a a gimmick. It's a gimmick.
0: You know, we've been through this. Does this test them? You need you need something uh, that that affects an external force. because they created this internally, this holding together. But something that really disrupts them, you know, that really threatens them, comes from outside. That, that that really tests the relationship. So I'm, you know, for, I'm not fully convinced this is going to prove anything, other than the fact that we all need a bit of privacy sometimes. We all do.
1: We need a bit of privacy you know, enough. I need to go away and sit in a, a quiet corner and think.
2: Five in the eye.
1: For story number five this week, we're heading to Taiwan because there has been a phenomenon which has been called salmon chaos and why there's going to be um well there has been a chain of sushi restaurants they've done a promotion that says if you have the word salmon in your name you can get free meals and um 150 people mostly young have actually visited government offices in recent days to change their names you're allowed to do this apparently in Taiwanese law you can change your name up to three Times now, Michael, would you change your name in order to get some freebie from a restaurant? And okay, the first answer, it depends what the freebie is. Because, what, 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 you know,
0: this is a freebie, this is eat all you can for you and five mates. Well, I love, I love, I love five of my mates that enough. Would they come together in these, these pandemic times, you know, get fun? Of, I've changed my name. We can all get down. We we can all go down to the to uh, the local salmon restaurant. Somehow, I'm not convinced, Phil, that I'm the I'm the nucleus for five of my mates to come down in pandemic times to eat all the salmon they can have. So you're asking them the wrong question. <laughs> I'm,
1: not, I'm not the publicist director. Obviously, this is for young people if you're allowed to change your name three times i mean i'm thinking okay the first time you become salmon and you go and get your your freebie then you check then you'd need to change your name back probably to michael oajuru and then you change your name to salmon when they did another promotion and oh my god you'll be stuck then because you'd have run out of name changes and you'd be I've, stuck I've, with so, salmon. so you forget one thing i'm not taiwanese I'm not time because in Britain, I, I'm not, I mean, we're very
0: pragmatic here in Britain. Any name you like, change it often as you like. There's a few, you know, and again, we're very pragmatic. We say, you know, as long as it's not insulting or racially offensive. There was one thing I picked up though. It said um, it cannot be more than 300 <laughs> so I'm three hundred letters. Three hundred. That's the maximum. you can change it often as you like, but not more than three hundred letters. <laughs> you know, I'm tempted to change my name to tombs Ninety Nine just to just, just to just to see if I test the
1: system. Yeah, I think you're probably going to have to spend a few years working on your Taiwanese citizenship first, though. No,
0: no, no this is in Britain. this is in, Brit- this oh, this in, Britain. Is in Britain. This is in Britain? You, no, 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 okay. Let me wake up. Well, I said in Britain, you can change names often as so you like. Right. The only stipulation you got no, don't offend anybody you know, racially offensive
1: names, that kind of thing. And And also also 300 letters, maximum. Uh, Okay, I I thought the 300 letters applied back to Taiwan. No, no, Taiwan.
0: You've got got three times you're out. Three strikes Mm. and you're out. 300 letters there, Phil. Mm. So I I can call you anti-disestablishment terrorism, Phil Woodford, the the, the chief speaker and instigator of Five in the Eye with a deep interest in all things newsworthy.
1: Uh, yeah okay well I, I i'll i'll reflect on on, on that one michael's oh, jury. even um, though the sound of it's <laughs> quite atrocious <laughs>
0: be interesting what's the longest name you've ever heard of?
1: It could, it'd probably be welsh wouldn't it no,
0: no okay you ready for this
1: miles <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think on that note michael we'll wrap up for another week it's, it's, what do you mean called kilometers? What <laughs> do you know, called kilometers?
2: Five in the eye.
0: Well, that's it. Five in the eye all wrapped up. Or was... Or as we, as we call it, Salmon in the Eye. <laughs> salmon in the Eye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Next week we'll be joined by our German Bureau Chief, Bukhar Lacto, all the way from Potsdam, Germany.
1: In the meantime, this is me, Mike Roger, saying as always... If you have been, thanks for listening. And this is Phil Woodford reminding you to keep an eye on the news as you never know what we'll be discussing on next week's Five in the Eye. Goodbye. Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?